Hello, everyone, and welcome to We Universe. We are the Internet's comprehensive Wii U podcast. Yes, we are. We are. Every week, we are looking at every single game released on the Wii U console we're from listening Nintendo. To, we're listening to Ween, our favorite band. Oh, well, Ween would be one of my favorite yeah, bands. I also like, like Ween. There. We're uh, definitely a couple Hall- of Weenies here. Our favorite Hall- our holiday, Halloween. Yep, uh, exactly. Favorite John Carpenter franchise, Halloween. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, third thing, Halloween. Uh, uh, that's sure. all I got. That's okay. all I got. Uh, but we're nowhere near Halloween, in fact. Uh, and the game that we're playing today really doesn't have any bearing on Halloween whatsoever. Because we're playing the game Pikmin 3, and it's uh, hard to get too scared about that. It's actually pretty exciting. My name is Steve Guntley. Hi, I'm Woody Siskowski, traveler from distant stars. I'm glad to have you yeah. here. I, uh, I, I can't. I especially cla- crash-landed on this planet to talk about Pikmin you're, and study the strange plant-like beings who live here. I, you know, I'm you're going to feed feed you some nectar and get you all spiced You know up. what? I appreciate yeah. that. I've been feeling a little peaked. Let me just... Mmm, nectar. Yeah, I've got a good. big flower on my head It matches now. your shirt. Oh, perfect. Yeah, there we go. I, I coordinated it just that <laughs> way. I knew I was yeah. going to be eating some nectar today. You know, maybe that's the problem. with People aren't eating enough nectar. You know like, what? Yeah, yeah. Maybe, I'm gonna maybe say. we're going to pitch that as our uh, new sponsored content is someone who manufactures nectar. nectar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Agave nectar. Why not? It's tasty and it's a good substitute for honey if you can't eat honey for some reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm very excited You're today. The bees are gonna sting you. I'm you, usually you scared. Keep reaching into that uh, bees nest, and they just get you. I'm mostly concerned with getting my head stuck in the agave pot. Mm-hmm. That's been a constant problem for me. That's so, fair. I always I get afraid I'm gonna get my head stuck inside of the turkey's butt at Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> Put big sunglasses on and just yeah, do a little exactly. dance. Uh, we are talking today about the Pikmin, uh, Pikmin three specifically. Uh, One and two can go burn in a ditch. Yeah, you got you guys have been replaced. Okay, yeah. there's a new Pikmin in town, and it's got three guys in it. So yeah. you better watch out. There is a nice evolution of the Pikmin games. Pikmin one, one guy. Pikmin two, two guys. Pikmin three, three guys. Maybe that explains why the franchise seems to have stalled. They couldn't. Get the processing power for four guys. Oh, what are and we going to do? How are we going to top or, ourselves? Or inevitably, they knew then they'd have to get to five guys, and that's already copyrighted. Already copyrighted. Yeah, you yeah. can't do it. They would have to top it out is, you, are, you legally can get sued if you are in any place with five guys. <laughs> you have to at least get one female or add another guy. Or just like ask him to wait outside. Yeah, you know, exactly. I'm sorry, Jeff. Or if you have anybody in your team named Guy, oh man. Mm-hmm. If, you're, if you have four people and one of them two. is named Guy, yeah, then exactly. yeah, that counts as two. You gotta be careful with that. Before we ramble on further about Pikmin, uh, what else are you playing right oh, now? Yeah, because yeah, we've been talking about Pikmin so much. This is all about Pikmin. Yeah, Five exactly. guys uh, drinking nectar. Uh, um, yeah. Well, like like I do when I am not quite sure what to play, I boot up the old TurboGrafx-16. Sure, um, as, as one does. As one does. And I was playing, uh, the game I was playing earlier was called Gekibo Gekisha Boy, which is a Japanese game for the PC. Yeah, yeah, amazing. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, which is a Japanese game for the PC engine, aka Turbo Graphics in Japan. Um, but there is a English translation patch out there, mm. and this is a photography action game. It translates into like Photographer Boy. That's and, great. Um, I, I encourage you to look up a screenshot of this game because it is a delightfully charming game. Like we talked about before, how the Turbo Graphics kind of does super bright, like distinct colors better than almost any system out there. Yeah, and this game really accentuates that. You play as sort of this wide, wide grin, mischievous kid with a camera who uh, is just walking down the street, and like antics are happening all over, and you have to take a picture of antics at the right time to get points. So it's kind of like Pokemon Snap combined with a very simple platformer or like auto runner. But that sounds um, really fun. Yeah. No, how, do, how does the photography? Does it go into like first person for photography? No. Stuff no? Um, your character, like your character, is just walking left to right, and the um, you control the cursor, like the where you're going to take the picture on screen, while your character just moves. Okay. Um, and so the, then you can jump to avoid things, but um, yeah, the the screen stays static, but you can take pictures of anything all over the stage. Okay. Um, that yeah. one sounds interesting. It, it, it's a it's a cool game to check out. It's kind of weirdly weirdly hard like the first level you have to take a picture of a flying car which mm-hmm. only exists for like a split second okay so it's like you have to know right where it's going to come out so like 
you're not going to beat any levels the first time. It's no. kind of based around memorization. But like everything that happens is really charming. There's like, and I, it's not surprising it didn't get released in the states because like right at the beginning, there's just like this uh, uh, flasher mm-hmm. who just like comes through and flashes you. <laughs> sure. And then there's you know uh, there's just kids getting hit by cars in the background. I know it was it was described. Um, the description that I liked a lot was it's like a Mad Magazine uh, panel come to life. That sounds really fun. Yeah. Also, like, do you remember how flashers used to be treated as like a harmless little like funny thing in games and cartoons? Like, <laughs> yeah, not like not uh, like a traumatic <laughs> like sexual assault. Like yeah, it is. Like exactly. Yeah, it, it's, I'm just I'm just noting that it's good that things have changed. Yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah. So I have that one. Sounds right. What's the name of that one again? Uh, not to put you on the spot with the no. That's Japanese okay. Name. Uh, Photography yeah, boy. He, Gekibo Gekisha Boy. G-E-K-I-B-O and then G-E-K-I-S-H-A. Okay. And I don't know why it has so many words when I think the translation is just photography boy. No, it's great. I love it. I want to check that one out. Um, I have, I've often spoken about how sometimes I'll just want to play like kind of a semi-mindless background game while I'm catching up on podcasts or in this case, an audio book. Uh, so this weekend I've been binging through an audio book and I've been playing through the first Borderlands game, which mm. I have never played for whatever reason. I started with two and it's kind of hard to go back after two yeah, because it's pretty tough. great. Yeah. Uh, but one is still quite good, uh, and it's much, much lighter on story, so I can feel okay having it on mute and like not super paying mm. attention to it. Uh, very quick action, and uh, you know, it's that game came out pretty fully formed, and you can hear me talk more about that on Patreon at ultrapatreon.com slash ultra64pod. I'm interested. Yes. Uh, maybe now that... There's episodes of this podcast that I'm not on. I'll actually be willing to listen to them. <laughs> yeah, they're probably not. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, they're great. As they're soon as my good. voice comes out of the speaker, I'm like, all right, turn it off. <laughs> Done with this. I see. This makes me feel like such a narcissist every time like people say that because yeah. Lindsay says the same yeah. thing. Like she has to. I cover mean, for her what it's worth, Lindsay does check. have an irritating voice. Oh, that's true. So. I'm gonna tell her you said that too. <laughs> good. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. she would expect nothing less. <laughs> All right, let's move on to talk about our game today. That is Pikmin 3, released August 13th, 2013, developed and published by Nintendo, and it was also released on Switch. Now, we've covered Pikmin in one of our one-off bonus episodes a million years ago, but always good to check back in. Cause it, it, yeah, it is Is this weird a game you forgot like, we played? I forgot we played I, it. No, I, I remembered we played it, but I couldn't remember the context of why. Like, I remember we used to play games that weren't part of series, like, just because yeah. we wanted to play a random game. Yeah, and, but yeah. Like, I think I this, was all one of our, this was one of our bonus guest episodes, like, where they picked oh, one. Oh, uh, they picked, picked Man. They picked Man, and yeah. I don't remember if we played one or two. All I know we is I was doing the research. We definitely played one. I have yeah. not played two. Okay, all right, yeah. I think we just talked about two a lot because that's my favorite. But uh, yeah, it's it's been a little bit. So let's check in a little bit about this series. So uh, the original Pikmin was a very early game for the GameCube, and it kind of came with its own wave of hype since it was the first new original IP from Shigeru Miyamoto, I think since Star Fox? Am I wow. crazy about that? Like a new original IP? I mean, that is that is a ways back. That's, a, that's from a, like 95 or Yeah, uh, Star Fox was 93. Three. Oh, wow. uh, Pikmin okay. was 2000. So, yeah, n- nice big gap in there. Uh, so, it, uh, once again, Miyamoto is drawing on his love of nature and gardening, which is a, a frequent thing that motivates his games. And this one casts you as Captain Olimar, who is a pint sized astronaut who crash lands on a mysterious planet, which we cern- soon infer is actually Earth. Whoa, um, spoiler alert, man. Next, oh, you're going to tell me Planet of the Apes is. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Soylent Green is people. Um, <laughs> the, so well, while he's on this planet, he meets small plant-like creatures called Pikmin, who kind of imprint upon him and then immediately like join his adventures. And it's like, it, it kind of plays out. It's like this hybrid adventure strategy game as you, uh, you collect different Pikmin, you find different colored ones, and then you sort of guide them and uh, help to complete tasks and fi- fix your ship. It is, yeah. I think the, the term hybrid is sort of, I think, a good choice of words because i think that's really the appeal of pikmin is it managed to scratch multiple genre itches at once Mm -hmm. it's like there's a genre of sort of simulation or strategy games that were more commonly found on the pc where the satisfaction comes it was like you know your funky barn type of game the satisfaction comes from like 
juggling lots of balls and doing things efficiently. Yeah. To be like, all right, I'm sending this group over here and I'm getting a lot done in a very limited amount of time. But this one also sort of puts some exploration elements and story behind it. Whereas, you know, your funky barn might be a little lighter on that. Yeah. And it, it makes it, you know, a pretty unique series. It is. Scratches yeah. things that other series can't touch. Those yeah. hard to reach areas that you usually need like a, a plank for. It's also really the rare. Down. Yeah. It's also the rare like console real time strategy game. And yeah. like one that's developed for consoles. You know, and it's it had a very unique approach and like it used the GameCube controller really well to the point that there was a lot of speculation that like they went with that controller style because of Pikmin because they used it to design things on that. So, you know, it fit really well and and the game felt good. It was uh, it was a decent sized hit when it came out, um, but I think people were still generally a little baffled by this game at first and it was very it's, it's weird and it was very small in scope it kind yeah. of just has the one player mode and literally you, small yeah you're yeah and you play uh it's just a 30 day cycle and then you sort of beat it and like i mean it's replayable but then it you're is. just kind of done yeah yeah that that 30 day cycle of the first game really kind of locks you in you know which uh the later games will sort of correct but but yeah, I mean, uh, it it was kind of a grower, you know. It found an audience uh, later in this life cycle, and it's like people were kind of playing through it. Uh, and when Pikmin Two came out in two thousand four, it was welcomed as like a big new addition to the Nintendo canon. Uh, Pikmin Two makes a makes a lot of little kind of quality of life improvements. It adds two player co op with a new character named Louie. Fun. Uh, it introduced these indoor challenge dungeons where uh, time kind of freezes. And you can go in there and harvest new kinds of Pikmin. There's the purple Pikmin who uh, are heavy and can withstand. Or wait, no, they're no, they're just the heavy ones. Yeah, okay. the, the white ones withstand poison, but okay. they're like really small and light, uh, and kind of look like the albino ones. And it, they also remove the 30 day time limits. So you can like explore a little bit more mm-hmm. at your leisure. Uh, Pikmin Two is definitely my favorite of the series, even including this one, which I like a great deal. Why, but why, like, what do you like about Pikmin Two? It just feels perfectly paced. Mm. Um, I, I like that they remove the the restrictions on the thirty days, so you can really dig around and explore. Uh, it takes a lot of work to like if you want to harvest up a big army of purple or white guys, you really need to go dig into these dungeons and really explore. And it's got kind of a roguelike feel in those sections because you you do stand to lose a lot of your Pikmin. Okay. Um, and you can bail out uh, of the dungeons early, but you'll leave all your Pikmin ah, behind. So it's another choice that you can make sometimes. Um, so yeah, I, I love Pikmin too. Definitely check it out. Yeah, I still love both of them. Is and, Pikmin like, two just still just trapped on the GameCube? Well, both one and two did make it onto the Wii with that new play control like label they were doing for a while. It's like, here, let's take games and make them control worse and then (laughs) sell them to you again for money. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Yeah, it's a good idea. It was the opposite track as they took with Skyward Sword. Exactly, exactly. Where they uh, they made it better and then gave it to you for free. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what happened. That's what they did. That's what they did. So, uh, yeah, so. that's kind of where those lived for a while. Like, uh, uh, being a pet project of Miyamoto, he didn't want to oversaturate this franchise. He's pretty good about, like, pacing out the games that yeah, he oversees. Yeah, that's true. Um, and so there was kind of a lengthy gap between the, the numbered sequels. The first two games were released uh, for the Wii, like we said, with the new play control. But otherwise, we didn't really get a peep from Olimar for nine full years between two and three. So Miyamoto first hinted at a sequel in 2007, saying that he wasn't done with the Pikmin franchise just yet, and that a proper sequel was actually announced in 2008, although no details were available about the platform or gameplay. It was speculated this was going to be on the Wii. But then in 2011, they announced the Wii U, and Miyamoto confirmed that Pikmin 3 was being developed exclusively for that platform which helped, which kind of made sense, so like because yeah. Pikmin One was used to sort of introduce a new console and some new like um, interesting play mechanics, and I think that's what they wanted Pikmin Three to do as well. Okay, unfortunately, it did get bumped. It was going to be a launch title, and it got bumped almost a full year to Oof. August of 2013, and kind of a, a, that year made a big difference for the Wii. Boy, I'll say. Like they already were hemorrhaging a lot of their really big like AAA developers, and so. Nintendo really needed this one to be a hit. I, so I always, I don't know. I mean, I know we're on a Wii U podcast, so you'd think I would remember this better. But like, what what were the big launch games? Was there any? Well, Did there we... were there were twenty seven. Right. No, I, I know that there was a lot, but the vast majority of them were just ports of things for other yeah. systems. Or was there any Nintendo like first part? There was Nintendo Land. 
I think but, New Super Mario Brothers U, I believe, was a launch game, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, okay. Nintendo Land, of course, was there. Uh, we had a Madden game. We had Mass Effect. Yeah, but see, to, to me, those, those, none of those are what none sell a Nintendo really, console. No, like, those are all really fine don't. games, but... And I don't think we... We didn't have a Zelda yet. Yeah, we didn't. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it, okay. it was kind of a motley bunch, and it was just kind of a lot of ports. So, yeah, yeah that definitely wasn't... Oh, yeah, we got Sonic Racing. That would have sold it. Um, but yeah, again, so, it's a game on other consoles. Like, you, exactly. you, it's hard to sell someone like, you know, you already have a PS3, buy this new system so you can play a less powerful version of Sonic All-Stars. Right, right. yeah, yeah, that's, I mean, you know, it's still fun. Uh, but upon release, this game was a pretty decent hit, at least by Wii U standards. Uh, the system was still kind of struggling to find an audience, so it was in desperate need of like a cool, exclusive kind of game like this. Yeah. And critics liked it, uh, but fans were a little disappointed because the the game is relatively short compared to the other two, and uh, I mean, those there's other two, a lack of Olimar. Yeah, those other two aren't even particularly long, right? Like maybe two they're is not, long. No, I think but... they're they're ten hour games roughly. Wow. Yes. I think this game is like eight or nine hours. It's not okay. significantly shorter, but Got I did it. finish it faster than the other two. I mean, I guess it's that pressure of you know, even if they're refining the systems that are in the other games, you're still having to wait nine years. So yeah. the longer you wait for a thing, you want a longer, you want, more, want more and game. more from it. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I think this wound up selling over a million copies, which is not. Very much for most consoles, but <laughs> yeah. it's enough to make it the 16th best-selling game on the Wii U. Uh, but it, its fortunes got a little boost in October of 2020 because uh, the game was ported to the Switch as Pikmin 3 Deluxe, which included all DLC, story mode co-op, and new introductions and epilogues featuring Olimar and Louie, as well as new varieties of control. And unsurprisingly, that version has already outsold the Wii U, <laughs> U version and uh, you know kind of helped introduce it to a wider audience. Yeah, And that's... One of the key conflicts that we keep running into on this we show. We ran into it with Donkey Kong. We ran into it with Donkey Freeze. Kong. Yeah, it's like we need to look. We need to look at this game and see. Okay, is this this is a game you can get on the Switch? Mm-hmm. Is there a reason to still play it on the Wii U? Yeah. Um, and I think that's a question we can address in a moment here. Because but, you've played both of them. Because I played both yeah. of them. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, but uh, I, uh, real quick, I want to interrupt. Um, you may have noticed that I came to the recording without any clothes on today. I did notice. You, I'm, I'm you know, it's uh, it's very polite of you not to say anything. Well, you're about looking it, good. You know? I, I appreciate yeah. it. You know, and you know why? You know why? It's because this week's show is being sponsored by Manscaped. Wow, we That's got sponsored right. by a company. We're like a real podcast made, now. Crazy. I got to tell you, Steve. Mm. I when I got that package, when I got that package. Yeah. Um, sorry, it's very giggly. Um, from Manscaped of. You know, that it was addressed to like Woody Siskowski, We mm-hmm. Universe. Yeah. It was, I, I it warmed my cockles. I, I gotta it, tell you. It yeah, feels no, good. it was, there's been some, emo- there's, this podcast has occasional high points. Someone made us a del- awesome piece of fan art that yeah. we had printed and framed. That was another high point. Loved and it. This was another one. And I've like, you know how businesses will like, frame their first dollar bill yeah it's like i need to frame this ball shaver like, <laughs> up in my bathroom get in a loose box <laughs> yeah. i want to do it exactly yeah absolutely manscaped uh, sent us uh the performance package 4.0 we each got one of these mm-hmm. and basically it's just a uh, a box with a bunch of different manscaped products in there and uh there's some pretty great stuff in here now i was actually already a manscaped proponent oh wow because you, but... you've you've probably if you listen to a podcast you yeah. have probably heard manscaped you hear them once and once or yeah. Twice, you know, and I'm a, I'm a hairier man than usual, sure. you know. So, like, it's nice to have these options for me. And uh, but this was great. This gave they gave me the upgraded lawnmower 4.0. Mm-hmm. The last one I had was a 2.0, I think. Ooh, so this is double, two better. Yeah. Uh, and it's actually a really great design. It's it is. lightweight. It's waterproof. It it's comes with. Yeah, so just to be clear, yeah, for those, this is a device that you use. It's designed to shave the hair off your testicles. Absolutely. And let me say, it does a good job. Absolutely. I, I had I had a fun time using it. Like I just I sat down, I put on put on some tunage. I I just sit right over the toilet and go, sure. go at it. Um, but yeah, sure. Um, Why not? Yeah, but it's nice because it has like a little light up function on there, so you can get in all of the nooks and crannies. Mm-hmm. And it, it's impressive that this thing that is essentially a collection of blades vibrating at a high speed does not hurt. 
It doesn't hurt. It doesn't yeah. nick you. It doesn't do any of that, which is great. Uh, you know, this also this package also included the weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, mm-hmm. which I've been really liking. Yep. Uh, it included the crop preserver ball deodorant, the crop reviver toner. Those, and- those those may be examples of things that are more relevant to someone in your life who's spending time down there sure. than you yourself. But, but it's a conscientious nice thing for yes. you to do. Absolutely, if you have people spending time down there. Uh, they also send us like T-shirts and uh, and briefs and and this really nice little leather tote bag. You yeah. Know? So that's all something you can get if you order the performance package 4.0. And now listeners to our show will get a discount on those items at Manscaped. If you you get 20% off and free shipping if you use our code Universe at Manscaped.com. So you just go to Manscaped, you order your items, you go to your checkout, and then you enter the promo code Universe. And that's getting you 20% off nice. right there. Not too bad. Yeah, I mean, you you know, your rewards are multifold. You get to feel clean about yourself yeah. and you get to support two of your favorite podcasts. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, so once again, check out uh, promo code universe at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the promo code universe, unlock your confidence, and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Nice. And well thank done. you, Manscaped, for supporting the show. Yeah. We, and also, we won't always be so rambly on the ad copy. Yeah, we're just, this is we're our first ad copy. Out, so. We're excited. Yeah. We're very excited. All right, let's jump back into Pikmin. Let's yeah, talk speaking a of bit. Speaking of sort of mowing your lawn here. Yeah, yeah. we got to get some grass people going yeah. on here. All right, so story-wise, uh, the planet Kopai, far off in the distant space, is being hit with famines and droughts, Ooh. leading to widespread hunger and suffering. Off to a good start for yeah. a pleasant, happy game full <laughs> exactly. of flowers. And so the Kopai space program sends out scouts to look for viable alternative planets. They find promising results on a planet called PNF-404, a.k.a. Earth, and they mm. send the SS Drake and its crew to go and investigate. Now, the Drake... Encountered some technical oh, troubles. Love the Drake. Love the Drake. Yeah. Love the Drake. Encountered some. Uh, it started from the bottom. Now it's here. Yeah, yeah that's a reference. You, I can tell. No. no. Yes. No, no. Nothing. Got it. Got okay. it. Cool. I barely get it. Either. I was. I. I, <laughs> I was going Seinfeld. Oh. Oh. Yeah, so love I was the, going. You love the Drake. I was. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I, okay. See, I, that would have been the more uh, relevant reference sure. for me, but I went with the rapper. <laughs> anyway, uh, so the Drake has uh, encountered some technical troubles. Is forced to crash land. And the three crew members, Alf, Brittany, and Captain Charlie, are separated in the landing. Charlie lands in the frozen waste and is promptly eaten by a monster, uh, which is a great little opening segment of this (laughs) game. Alf lands in the tropical wilds where he first encounters the red Pikmin. I'm going to say Pokemon a couple times. I mean, they do, you know, they. You can't say they don't have some things in common. No, they oh, are both. They're both delightful, sort of cute little beings that you send to murder other things. I think <laughs> like, this would be an example of like a blockbuster mockbuster. This is uh, it, it's got a similar enough title that like if mm-hmm. your confused grandma goes to buy, oh, can I buy the Pikmin show? And then give them this. It's like you're still going to be happy. Like, yeah, you're not that's getting true. Pokemon, I mean, but you're still getting yeah. a quality product. It's not Atlantic Rim. Yes, it's <laughs> not that. Yeah, or Transmorphers. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, yeah, so, all right, so, uh, then, uh, they, the, he meets the Red Pikmin, and they recognize him as a compatriot to Captain Olimar and agree to help him. Brittany crashes in the Garden of Hope and meets the Rock Pikmin, uh, and together she, Alf, and their new Pikmin friends are able to locate and rescue Charlie A Rock Pikmin are new, right? Rock Pikmin are new, yeah. And so once they're all reunited, they all have to work together to kind of find resources, repair their ship, and, uh, eventually rescue Louis and Olimar, who are both still trapped on this planet. And so that's kind of the... I would say the major gameplay sort of addition here Mm -hmm. is in the other games, you would just have your character and you would run Pikmin around. Here you kind of control a squad of astronauts where it's you and one or two buddies and you can switch between them and you can also throw like your fellow astronauts. So if you want sort of a squad up in a different area, you throw an astronaut and like a group of Pikmin up there and then you can use the touch screen or just press a button mm-hmm. to switch and then control that other astronaut in the different area. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of the biggest new gimmick this time around, aside and, from a couple of new Pikmin types. And it yeah. seems like, I mean, it seems very like a satisfying, smart addition because it does very much scratch that itch of trying to do multiple things at the same time and kind of balancing... Um, that homework and being like, oh, crap, I have to go back and keep this group safe while this other group does something else. Yeah, 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 it's a good balance there. So, all right, so that's kind of the basic overview. Uh, You know, the... The game hasn't changed too terribly much in terms of the fundamentals. I think a lot has changed in the presentation 
uh, there's there's more story going on for one thing. Firstly, you have three characters and they're all talking to each other. I don't think the characters talk to each other at all. And before. I'm not sure, honestly, how I feel about that. Like the dialogue yeah. in this game is pretty boring. Like I was I was pretty surprised that you know you mentioned that there was push pushback of no Olimar in this game. Yeah, because like I mean Olimar, Olimar has a cute design. Like yeah. I'll give him that. But, like, I don't have any emotional attachment to Olimar as a character. No, most of his juice comes from being in, like, the Smash Brothers games. Yeah. But, like, I don't think, I think more people have played those than have played any of the Pikmin games or know what he's from. Yeah. And he doesn't, no, he he is just basically, like, a cursor. In yeah, and all, I mean, most of your personality comes from the cute little noises that the Pikmin make in the world itself. Yeah. And honestly, like, in those early games, he would always write these sort of journal entries, and I would just kind of skip through them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think the big thing that you're lacking here, like, I don't mind that there's more of a more of a story. I wish there was more distinguishing characteristics between the three characters. Yeah. Like, I guess Alf is kind of the goofball, and then Brittany's, like, the smart one, and then Charlie's sort of the ego, egotistical captain. Sure. He's got, like, all the swagger. He's the Zap Brannigan of the He's group. the Zap Brannigan, And, yeah. I mean, for better or worse, they speak in that... Um Banjo Kazooie nonsense mumble. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is probably the right way to go here, since you know it's an American or a, an alien language. Yeah. But I'm honestly surprised they didn't take it kind of like a Lost Vikings route, where each oh. of the characters had some like one or two unique gameplay mechanics that they could only only that character could access. Maybe and that I, they felt like that would just be too much to manage. I, I was in time. Yeah, just thinking about it now, I'm like, oh, that might have been one too many things. So maybe that's something now that you've established the three character system, that's something you can work into the next one. Yeah, I see. Where you refine it a little but bit. But to both add multiple characters and then give them all unique powers while adding more colors of Pikmin is yeah. a little much. But I mean, that's all to say that these three characters have as much charm and personality as Louis and Olimar did. <laughs> sure, you which know, is... To the degree that they exist, <laughs> yeah. like they're they're cute designs. They're weird little people. They've got cute little mustaches for the most part. You know, I feel like the real personality comes from he, um, sort of their introduction to this alien landscape. Of like, they'll pick up fruit. The gimmick here is every day instead of having a time limit where all your life support systems will evaporate you have to drink juice every day to stay alive yeah one tub of juice and so as you're going and exploring new areas here um you will pick up fruit mm -hmm. and then you're picking you send your pikmin to go carry that fruit back and the fruit always has like very funny cute names like a lemon was a face wrinkler face which wrinkler. i liked uh, that's that's a really cute feature of this whole series that because they are aliens like they're approaching things that we consider normal and like coming up with weird ass names for yeah. them which is always really fun. grapes dust pustules dust pustules dawn yeah. pustules uh i think the strawberry is like a seed berry or a something like the that. orange was a citrus lump yeah so. yeah yeah they're all kind of unflattering which is fun yeah, like i think very charming pikmin 2 introduced real brands like so you could find a duracell battery mm. or like a seven up bottle cap and then but like you could see the label clearly but they would always have a goofy name like okay. that wasn't related to that so sure it's sort of anti-product placement <laughs> um yeah so that's yeah in the past games you're usually tasked with kind of repairing your ship and finding items for that and here, that's not really the driving force uh, because your ship is fine for the most part. You can find upgrades mm. that you can use. You can uh, outfit your ship or yourself with them. Like I found an ability to uh, sidestep and dodge. And oh, like make all of okay. your Pikmin dodge with you, which is really nice, especially if you play the other games and know like, Sometimes if you're if you're controlling a large horde of Pikmin, they can get a little unruly. That's always uh, the question here. I mean, this is sort of the the soul searching I always do when I think about Pikmin as a series. It's not a series I've invested a ton of time in because I think the controls and sort of design is almost purposely unwieldy. Mm. And like the question I always fit is like that a feature or a bug? In the sense that like yeah. in your StarCraft, it's usually pretty easy to like select a group of things when you just like drag that box. Here, yeah. like your Pikmin often get separated from the group and just kind of end up standing and hanging out in a corner. Yeah. And there's no button you can press to just call 
all of the Pikmin to you if they're not in your party already. So the the gimmick with Pikmin, if for those who haven't played it, is that you need to have all of the Pikmin that you've gathered with you or next to your ship by the end of the day. Otherwise, they're getting left behind. And we get treated to a lovely cutscene of nocturnal predators feasting on your happy little friends. Yeah, yeah uh, exactly. As you fly away laughing and joyous to drink your juice, they are being also, feasted upon. Also, just for like, I don't know, sometimes... <laughs> OCD people like us, it can be hard to be like, ah, oh, I have four Pikmin hanging out in this corner. I need to go back and I do get them. I don't want to run around with 96 Pikmin. I saving like, Private Ryan their asses all yeah. the time because like, I don't want to just like leave one guy. It feels really bad. I don't know. But yeah. sometimes, you know, you, you got to leave them. But, yeah, I uh, mean, they are unfortunately expendable as part of the design. You, look, they're all, yeah. you can always get more. And you... I don't know. You, There's a reason you don't name any of these guys. Yeah. yeah. I, I guess that's just the design and heart of the game, but it always feels a little weird to me. Like, Pokemon, like, the idea is you develop rapport with these Pokemon yeah. and then, like, have them fight other Pokemon, which is also kind of weird. Yeah. Whereas here, you just kind of pluck these guys and bring them to life, and you're like, all right, go out and do my bidding and fight. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, just yeah. Like, what were these Pikmin doing? in their world before you showed up and they pledged their unyielding servitude to you. Unclear, unclear. Yeah. I mean, you find them, they, they kind of just wander out and agree to be helpful. And I don't know why exactly. But like agree to be helpful so to like an absurd degree. Like, hello, stranger, we to will sacrifice, sacrifice ourselves lives. for you. Yeah, it's like they know they're expendable somehow. Yeah. It's creepy. But uh, you can have days where you can just park your ship and sort of harvest Pikmin all day and try and build up your ranks. And I find that's usually necessary yeah. a couple times throughout the game. And the days are not, the days are pretty quick. Like yeah. I would say like one day cycle is less than ten minutes. Ten yeah, around ten, yeah, yeah. something like that. Yeah, it's it's not too terribly long. Um there are some dungeons we can go underground and it'll freeze time, but uh okay. we in here a lot of the caves still go in real time, so you know you're not really going to be lost. Like uh, with boss fights, I found myself like having to abandon a couple of boss fights and then come back and try it again the next day. Oh sure, I just ran and out of it time. seems like sometimes if you take out a bunch of enemies, like the enemies stay dead for a while. They do, so. yeah. Uh, they'll stay dead until you go to a different location. Oh and yeah, then that's nice. When you nice. come back, they respawn. But or I think if you stay in the same spot for multiple days, like they'll respawn after like three days. And if you get really desperate, this ship also features the ability to time travel. Yeah. Where you can go back earlier days if you just had a day that was a total bust. Which <laughs> any Pikmin player knows. Some days you just get that. Some yeah. days you just like lose 100% of your Pikmin and uh, need to call it a day. Yeah, well, you lose all the Pikmin you don't throw. It's true. It's, and you throw I, I, all I, the Pikmin before you I lose them. I think that uh, Wayne Gretzky said that. I guarantee he <laughs> yeah. did. He's sitting at home in Canada playing some Pikmin. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, all of our different Pikmin styles can do different things. So you got the red guys, they're the most common, and they can withstand fire. Uh, you got the blue guys who can withstand water. The yellow guys can withstand electricity. They can also be thrown higher than any mm, of the others. Which is helpful to fight flying enemies. Very helpful, yeah. Uh, the In the caves, you get the purple guys who are chonky boys. You get the white guys who are resistant to poison. And then the two new types this time are the uh, rock Pikmin and the winged Pikmin. Mm. So... Rock Pikmin's are a super cute design. They just look like little pebbles walking around. They're very angular, but they've got a little sprout coming out of the top of their heads. They can break glass and crystal, and they can't be crushed, which is very helpful because lots of enemies in this game like to crush you. <laughs> uh, and then the winged Pokemon are, or Pikmin, <laughs> uh, uh, take a shot every time I do that. Yeah. Uh, the winged Pikmin are very small, very fast. They're not very strong, but they can lift up uh, items and carry it over water, or they can like haul up certain kinds of fences for you so you can duck under them. Uh, okay. Yeah, and they're very cute little pink guys. I think the controls here have like generally been more refined. You still, I don't know, it can still be difficult to just manage that many little dudes, mm -hmm. but like you get a lock-in mechanism here. Um, where it allows your character to still move, but you can stay locked in to throw your Pikmin at an enemy. And then there's like also a sort of aim lock where your character won't move and then your aim will move around. Yeah. Um, the, the one thing that you commented on missing, which I also missed because that was the way I played the original Pikmin, is the right stick in the original Pikmin would allow you to kind of make this cute little marching noise and yeah. all your Pikmin would sort of go the direction of that stick. Yeah, they and would line up behind you and like kind of toot little uh, uh, cavalry do, 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 sounds. Do, do, do. Yeah, yeah, and I found that a lot more efficient. Like if you're right next to a strawberry or just a thing to like, you know, spawn more Pikmin, you just sort of tilt the right stick and they'll run over and grab it. I liked that feature a lot, whereas, just kind of like wiggling it around until they all grab it. Yeah. yeah, whereas here you have to sort of throw them at it. 
Yeah. And that can be, I don't know, that can be annoying when you have to throw 10 Pikmin at things constantly. And the, the little aiming reticle you use in this takes a little bit of getting used to because it... It, it moves along with you. Like yeah, As you move, you. the aiming reticle moves. Yeah, and sometimes you can move it way far, and so you need to kind of dial it in a little bit. Um, now, this game has multiple ways to control it. I have Full disclosure, first time I tried to play this game on Wii U... It was the first Wii U game I'd ever tried to play. It was the reason I wanted the system was this sure. game because I was you such were, a big you were fan. A real pickhead. And then I just couldn't really get into it because I thought the stylus only control was like what I was stuck with. Because that was the default when this game first like that was the default. So you were holding the game pad, yeah, and then you had to poke on things on the map to mm. move your characters, but then you were looking at the TV. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, and well, it was it was the stylus was being used for like throwing throwing and aiming oh, mostly, which yeah. was kind of a pain in the ass and then when you're like manipulating the camera and everything and you're it, it just i found it unwieldy uh luckily they did patch it so now it has like standard classic controls you can use your Wiimote, you can use your pro controller you can just play on the gamepad off the tv okay. like so they, they fixed a lot of those issues and the gamepad itself when you're playing with both is pretty helpful yeah. like it has a map that gives you a lot of detailed information like i said earlier it can be very easy to just sort of lose track of certain pikmin yeah so here you can look at the map and you'll see yellow or red dots where they are or if you know that there's like a fruit up in the corner because it could be easy to miss that stuff. Yeah. It also has a feature if you know if you know where you need to go in the new area you need to explore, you could touch an area on the map and it'll just say go here and then your you go to the bathroom and your team will just walk they there. They auto drive. It's Except maybe not because uh, enemies will get you. They will get <laughs> you if you if you haven't cleared out the path yeah. already, but this is a really nice time-saving feature, especially if you're splitting up your teams into like multiple smaller. Oh, because you could send like one group to go here and then control the other group. Exactly, you can work with one while the other is making the hike to wherever they need to get to, and That's then switch cool. back and check on them. Like this is really useful. It's very responsive, and it kind of just becomes like uh, the like Pikmin Tesla. You this know? would be a neat drive. This would be a neat game to see someone speed run. Yeah. Like yeah. to just be like, all right, how can we do this in like a super efficient way and accomplish as many goals as possible in one day? Oh man, that stresses and, me out. That stresses me out. That that's that's like god level multitasking. Like well, it's like watching people, you know, pro levels play StarCraft. Is yeah. like you have no idea what's even happening. Yeah. It's yeah, just yeah. the speed of clicking, it's just all they're not there's no processing of strategy. It's just like a automatic response. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, it's insane. It's so weird to me that RTS games kind of took off as a big multiplayer like sporting event kind of thing. Just for that reason. That and like League of Legends, I don't really know what's going on or how one <laughs> yeah. person is like, how are you being good at this game? Like, I, what it, are you doing it, that makes this unique? It yeah. is funny. Um, you know, for some I mean, I've play at League of Legends quite a bit, thankfully not in many years. Yeah. Um, but like for that game that is one of the most popular spectator games in the world, for someone who hasn't played that game is just a hundred thousand percent inscrutable. I have like, no fucking clue. If what's you going had on. like it's like if you watched a soccer game and had no idea what soccer was and had never seen it in your life, you might still be like, okay, they're all running after the ball. Yeah. And like, I get that this team goes this way and that team goes that way. League of Legends, you're just like, this is just visual and audio noise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I have some friends who are so into it, they'll watch like League of Legends live events and yeah. they have their favorite teams that they root for and everything. And I'm just like, I this this just looks like static to me. Yeah. Like I am I a million years old or do I I've literally never played the game well, for a yeah. second. So no, it's, it's totally true. Is like I said, as even as someone who's played a lot of it, it is still just bizarre how much noise happens in that game. It is. It really is. Um, there are some multiplayer modes to yeah, talk about here. Yeah, speaking of popular multiplayer games. Yeah, so the Wii U version does not have co-op story mode, which is a bit of a bummer, but, you know, it, that it's... That did get added in in the Switch version. It did get added in the Switch version, so that is kind of one little bonus you can get for playing that one. It's, it's really actually, I would say the only, I've probably talked about this before, but definitively, like, the Switch is a much better, more comfortable, nicer system than the Wii U. We're sure. not going to beat around the bush No, there. no, no, no. But the the thing that is nice about the Wii U is it does have that ability to use the gamepad and TV at the same time. Yeah. Which, for this kind of game, or to have a map available at all times, 
without having to like open up a pause menu is pretty cool. And and it, that's what I was really loving about it because I feel like for a strategy game, you sort of want to feel like you're in the command center a little mm-hmm. bit, you know. And having that second screen sort of helps you simulate that. It is really for all of the weird sort of arbitrary features that are in the Switch of like it has a gyroscope in it and like it's also a touchscreen. It's yeah. weird that they don't have that feature. Yeah. Because yeah. like clearly they know how to do it, and I guess they just, I don't know, because it does open up, for the games that like the Wii U does well that makes good use of it, it's a nice thing to have. Funky Barn. Yeah. We want to be able to port Funky Barn to the Switch, make it happen. Yep. And yeah, and, and this really uses it well, because when you're using the map or like moving around looking at the map, it freezes the action, so yeah. you don't need to worry and about like sure, checking And I'm sure, I mean, you played the Switch version. I'm imagining that's just, you can pause it and go to a map screen, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just a pause button, you know, so it's it's not a huge inconvenience or anything on the Switch, but yeah, but so yeah, there is no... something to be said for having that pad, you know? Yeah, there's no that. story co-op, which is kind of a shame. Instead, you have mission mode, which is basically just divides into either like, you know, they're usually like seven minutes, about the same size as a cycle yeah. a day. And they're like, all right, collect as much fruit and, you know, treasure as you can, or defeat all these enemies in this set amount of time, or fight this boss. Yeah. We it's, fought it's an just... ar- armored Modad, which yes. I have to say cool was design. definitely more armored than any of the Modads I have seen around here. Oh, uh, far more, yeah. far more. And that's how you know there's a video game. They exaggerate the Modads. Yeah, like, we just, you I've know, never seen one encrusted in crystal. No, we Ruby, always, yes. We always crystal just see now. those hundred-legged Modads yeah. or like the purple Modads, but I've never seen an armored Modad IRL, so it was nice to see it in this game. And this gets that detail right about real-life Maw Dads in that mm-hmm. they also have two rows of very human-looking teeth yep. in between their big, pinchy mandibles. Yeah, so. and I've never seen one without uh, without sunglasses and a little boutonniere. It's so. true. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other mode that you get here is this very sort of bizarre but cool multiplayer mode called, like, Bingo Hunt or, or something? Bingo Battle. Bingo yeah. Battle. Uh, this is really interesting. So this is going to drop the two players into a shared arena It's got a bunch of items on there. It's going to give you a couple of Pikmin to get started, and you need to really quickly uh, beef up your Pikmin army, and then you need to gather items that are on a bingo card, hoping to get like a straight across or a diagonal yeah. of these. Sort oh, of I, I didn't look. Do we had? Did we have identical bingo cards? No, they were different cards. Okay. Yeah, they were different cards. Well, they they had like the same items. They were just mixed in different ways. They had the same items, and when you got an item uh, that I also had on my card, it would get xed out. Ah. So like, there's only one of each item on this board. And basically, you just need to scramble around and uh, collect all these items in a row and win the bingo. Yeah, you don't have to get blackout. But you're really juggling a lot of stuff at the same time because it's like, all right, I need to look at my bingo card to figure out what will give me a straight line and what the other person hasn't taken. Right. All the while, like, I need to, you know get more Pikmin, or you can even fight the opponent's Pikmin here, which... This I, is where it devolved into chaos. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was very hard to tell whose Pikmin were whose and what was being... We get, know. like, my guys had a little blue light, your guys had a little pink light, but it took us a minute to figure that out. And, and they then, would occasionally, like... Well, it took us, it took you a minute to figure that out, because this is news to me that you're yeah. telling me oh, this now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, and they, they would grab you and, like, interrupt, like, grab your astronaut and interrupt your activities, and you have to, like, shake them off and it was felt it, this is where i started feeling a little bad because it's mm-hmm. like steve and i had like this sort of astronaut blood feud yeah and we're like go pikmin do our bidding kill fellow pikmin i want that marble yeah. bring it to me on our ocean of blood yeah they're yeah. subscribed to the other side they followed the false it's like yeah there's a schism in the astronauts and they're like yeah. recruiting their cult of pikmin to go lay waste to the others i swear to god this this is like the most pleasant like socioeconomic experiment of a game you know like it it, it, if you break down kind of everything that's going on in this game, it's very brutal. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I found this mode really fun, but the more Pikmin you have, the more chaotic it gets. It's yeah. harder and harder to control. Your guys are just going to like get caught up fighting each other. You can like strategize a little bit. You can choose to leave some of your Pikmin behind, and they will like automatically attack anybody who comes mm, near their ship. Okay. So like... They'll attack your guy while you're trying to control him, and then you have to shake him off. And like the mechanic, just... it seemed like you had the ability to like steal items for your opponent, but it yes. was kind of hard to get that to work. I feel like this was a pretty neat thing in theory, but did kind it's of very unique. Yeah. yeah, it did kind of devolve into chaos pretty quickly. It would have been cool to see a mode of this where we're not in a shared arena and it's just essentially a race. 
Yeah. Uh, I think that is just another option would have been nice. That would have been, yeah, because I, I was commenting while we were playing it. This this multiplayer mode seems more designed than most to foster bad will between people because you just maybe at some point you're chaos. both going for the same item or something like yeah, that. Yeah, then it's, it is then it's honestly, Black Friday. Then it's like everybody stomping each other to death yeah. for a strawberry. Yeah. It is very annoying when your goddamn Pikmin start grabbing on your astronaut. You're like plucking new Pikmin out of the ground and this Pikmin grabs you and you're like, Shake! Yeah. Shake. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. No, it's it's hard to call them off and it's hard to like get your Pikmin to come back when they've started fighting because they really love to fight. Who knew? Um but it's a fun and interesting mode either way. Like yeah. I think Maybe get everybody drunk and play one round of this and see uh, see if you still have friends at the end of it. But you know, sure. yeah. Um, I think that's about it for Pikmin Three. Did you have anything else you wanted to add that we didn't cover? No, we. Can, I think we can move on to our rankings here. Let's move on to our rankings. Uh, so these are the games that we uh, have played already. We're adding them to our ongoing list to see where they rank. Um, I will go first. I I love Pikmin. Um, I you know I'm. Pikmin 3 is maybe third out of the series oh, for wow. me. Oh, wow. Okay. But I don't know. I, I think I, I've liked it. I played it through it once on the Switch, and playing through it on the Wii U now, I've liked it more. Okay. I'm having more fun wow. with it. I'm catching more of like a menacing tone that I was missing in this um, the Switch version. Maybe it's just having the music on or like sure. emphasizing survival so much more Did than just Did you play like, the Switch mostly on the um, handheld mode? Mostly on the handheld. Yeah. So Stuff th- tends to be a little less cinematic in there. It's true. And you're missing the music, which is really great. Really it is cool. amazing the level of difference on the Switch between the handheld speakers and having it plugged into a TV. Yeah. Like if you play Breath of the Wild with the sound on, on handheld mode, you're like, yeah, I don't know, this game, it sounds like Zelda. Yeah. And then if you put it onto the TV, you're like, oh, this game has an amazing score. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. It's I like, never noticed it. Wow, wow, somebody worked on yeah. this. Either way, that being said, like this being third out of the Pikmin series for me still puts it well above most of the games on this list. So I'm putting it at number seven. Nice. It's going to be right below Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze and right above those rascally Gianna sisters and their twisted dreams. <laughs> um, where would you like to put Pikmin 3? Um, I didn't give you the list until just this No, moment. that's okay. Um, I I liked it. I Like I said, I'm not nearly as experienced with Pikmin as you. I haven't played Pikmin 2, but I think I liked this one a little more than one. I mm-hmm. the, the time cycle in one tends to stress me out a little bit. I agree. Um, and so it's nice to feel like you can explore a little bit. And I think that being able to v- divide into different groups is always fun. I always have a soft spot for that. Like, I remember the first time I played Final Fantasy VI, and oh, you had yeah. to divide your crew into different groups. I'm like, this is the greatest game it ever made. So cool. and it, so and, cool. And it was. So, um, yeah. No. Um, I'm going to put it in a pretty similar space to you. Um, I'm going to put it in number 10, which is right below Tekken Tag Tournament 2 and right ahead of We Fit You. Perfect. Mm. Perfect. That's an excellent place for these Pikmin to go, both in our top 10. Way mm-hmm. to go, Pikmin. It's been a little bit since... Uh, it's what, cr- well, what, not that long. Yeah. What What's going on with Pikmin? There's been no more Pikmin. There have been no more... There's been a 3DS one called Hey You Pikmin, uh, which you is... You have to yell at the 3DS and be like, uh, go left! I wish, yeah. That'd be that'd be the perfect way to play that game <laughs> yeah. on a bus. <laughs> go yeah, where's, left! Where's our oh, handheld yellow. port of Hey You Pikachu? Pikachu! <laughs> Wake up, Pikachu! <laughs> that one's interesting. It, it's, uh, it's a side-scroller, uh, and it's still using... like it, it's a, It's just basically Pikmin in 2D, and it's more puzzle-based than anything else. Uh, it's not bad. It's... It's one of those games that I found annoying because it keeps uh, moving the goalpost. You know, oh, it's like sure. it'll say like, okay, you need 20,000 points to beat this world or whatever. And then you get 20,000 points. It's like, uh-oh, alarm. You need an additional 30,000 points. Like, don't do that. Yeah. Just tell me I need 50,000. Like, stop stop messing with me like would that. You, would you want another Pikmin? Or I would think, definitely yeah. want another Pikmin. I, yeah. I think that this series for, at this point, being 20 years old, still fills a pretty unique niche. Like, there's... Yeah. You know, the wonderful 101, I think, was kind of trying to do this kind of vibe, but it was, was going for was yeah. quite bad. Yeah, <laughs> like, it was, it it was uh, didn't control right. And not that Pikmin controls amazingly, but it's leagues better than but that. But it works, it works for what it's trying yeah, to do. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's got the level of complexity that the game, you know, requires. But uh yeah, I, I would definitely like to see more Pikmin. Absolutely. I think there's still more to do. There's much more to play with in this world. And I'm hoping the success of Deluxe on the Switch will facilitate that the same way like you know, a lot of these games that like sort of seemed DOA on the Wii U, like it's 
like I will say, I think I prefer the Wii U version of Pikmin Three over the Switch, and that's okay. just personal preference. I think I just kind of prefer it, but I'm glad you don't get. I mean, yeah, your trade off is you don't have that extra content. Exactly, but, but I, I, but I'm glad that games are being plucked off of the Wii U and given a second chance on a yeah. much more popular system. Like I am glad that that's happening, and for, I feel like yeah. you know, it, 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 a lot of times, it, like Pikmin is an example where it's better on the Wii U, and then yeah. Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze is one where it feels a little more natural on the Switch. Yeah, you don't have to use that giant gamepad exactly exactly uh we have one letter this week from uh, one of our frequent letter writers always nice letter to get uh hi steve woody and whatever adorably violent creatures happen to be following you at the moment (laughs) there's a red one and a yellow one and a rock one ow the rock one's right right on my head i'm super excited to hear your take on the pikmin series as a child i was often left to my own devices while my two brothers played hours of starcraft and command and conquer without me Mm. these games looked cool but i could never wrap my head around the split second micromanagement they required yeah however i found the pikmin series to be a perfect middle ground between platforming and real-time strategy plus a little dark humor never hurts man we this guy should just be hosting this show there you go (laughs) just I thought you might get a kick out of my favorite Pikmin memory. The year is 2009, and Nadia Octomom Suleiman has just given birth to octuplets, mm. an occurrence so rare Google is telling me the word doesn't even exist. I'm driving wow. with my friend Crystal, and upon hearing the news of the radio, she remarks that Octomom has the potential for the greatest cosplay of all time. One of the kids has just learned to walk, dress them up as Pikmin, and march them around Comic-Con, forcing them to complete rudimentary tasks. <laughs> and that's from JMO. Thank yeah. you again for writing, JMO. That's a good story. Yeah, I like that idea. That is a very good idea. And like, just to be clear, you don't have to give birth to eight kids to make this happen. You could have seven just, friends. Yeah. 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 Or yeah, just go to a preschool, befriend seven kids there. Oh, I guess, um, okay. I guess having the child size portion is the sure. exciting part of this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But you know, don't get the cops called on you or anything, but just um, approach kids, you know, thoughtfully, maybe give them, you know, a piece of candy or something. And yeah. Put them in a Pikmin costume. Yeah, I, I don't see how it could go wrong. I don't personally. see any, any problem with that. Yeah, yeah no, it's uh, completely above board. Yeah, definitely don't do that. People. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you everybody for listening. Uh, be sure to tune in next week when we are talking about a game, I'm sure. Well, I um, hope so, unless we've taken a real left turn here. <laughs> when we are talking about the concept of generosity. Oh, yes. <laughs> when we discuss the platonic idea of tables. Now, where do you fall down on the concept of, uh, uh, of pure altruism? Yeah, something exactly. that can exist or does the, the warmth that one gets from completing a good deed? Never mind. Yeah, we, we branched into uh, ethics podcasts. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Um, all right, so our ethics are don't don't send your little plant mans to die. Do not try and save a no no man yeah. left behind. Uh, so next week, uh, I combined a couple of games, uh, both featuring anime style uh, hero characters, little indie games uh, featuring those types of art. I've started condensing games in weird ways, but uh, forgive me, it'll make sense as we go. <laughs> We're playing the games Rodea the Sky Soldier and Shantae Half Genie Hero. All right. Two that... really cool little indie games that I'm excited to try out. Uh, I've never played Rodea. I've played some Shantae. I like Shantae. Yeah, she's, yeah. she's a swinging genie. She is. She's super cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. So tune in next week as we do a double dip of anime people. And thank you once again to Manscaped. Be sure to go to manscaped.com and use the promo code UNIVERSE. Get 20% off and help us out. So we appreciate it, everybody. We will see you next time. Pokemon. Okay.